1: Hello. Oh good evening everyone. Oh Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our brand-new edition of The Vixen Geek. We are formerly known as The Indie Geek. Um, I'm your host, Michelle Villery, and I'm sure Tori Rush will be joining us momentarily. And here with me is our our special guest from Dark Moon Comics. His name is Tom Friedman. Good evening, Tom. How are you this evening?
0: Hi, Michelle. Doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And anyone who has a question for Tom, um, we encourage you all to call us um, at 646 716 5192. Again, feel free to call in with your questions. Um, it's 646 716 5192. I'm going to ask you a few questions. How are you this evening? You're good?
0: I'm doing great. A little hot, but uh, doing real good. Looking forward to watching the NBA Finals <laughs> later tonight. Um, and just kind of relaxing before uh, the final push to make our comic, which comes out next week. It's been pretty crazy busy.
1: But, yeah, doing uh, great. Good. Um, I live up in New York, and it is crazy hot here. Um finally oh, um okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty hot here. So today, um, I've just kind of been just chilling out and getting our full opening, just getting everything off. Um, set, ready to go for summer. I love this time of year, actually. So I don't complain because the winters here are brutal. Totally. So it's like polar totally. ice. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely. I totally understand. <laughs> so we're going to go right into our questions. Um, yeah. Because I just want to say you had a huge following when we when we told everyone that you were coming out and they were all excited. Um, I want to know offhand, um, how did you get your – your start yeah well i'm a musician um
0: i work uh doing uh, my day job is music software and um i rarely um have gone into the visual arts world even though i consider myself an artist i you know i mess with photoshop and do other work but i i consider myself just kind of an amateur with it um and i just mainly stuck in music for the longest time i produced uh, a couple songs um you know mainly rapping hip-hop uh you know a couple songs that local you know local hits or local um tracks in the area um worked on then i kind of started doing music videos um and i did a track with rapping forte um uh, from the from san francisco that had um zombies in the video and it was it was you know right with the walking dead you know being caught and everything it was a real fun experience and i just love doing music videos so i started just kind of messing around with music videos um but then i kind of wanted to tell more of a story so i uh I um, decided at first I didn't think a comic. I, a comic wasn't my first idea. I was just trying to tell a story with an animated video, something like that. But the more um, the more we looked into it, and I found the MadeFire. This MadeFire app lets you, um, y- you know, you'll see how this. You, I think you saw the preview and how how it works. It's kind of lets you be like a comic, but you get to have motion mm-hmm. like a like a video. So. Um, I didn't even know that existed before we started um, you know, thinking about doing this. And once that came about, it was perfect because it kind of puts music at the forefront of the comic experience, and that's what we were looking to do. So, um, yeah, it just turned out that that, that style, the Made Fire uh, motion app, even though we do it a little different than everyone else, that I felt right. uh, intimidated at first because a lot of these other comics are amazing. You know, the Pro 1s by uh, DC are on there and all these amazing comics um but everyone seemed to like our kind of you know unique style and um I ended up finding the artist um I met him online through DeviantArt um and just we just ended up connecting on the internet and uh you know it turned out turned out to be a great partnership he you know we worked really well just sending things over the internet
1: That's amazing. So there's someone that draws it and then you kind of just put the music to it or with the yeah, collaboration, like the story
0: and the kind of the overall. Yeah, I made. I had the concept, and at first, as a musician, I kind of think in terms of albums. So I wanted to make mm-hmm. really a single comic, like a single comic. My idea was kind of have a print comic. You'd you'd listen to the CD, you'd read the comic, because um, that's what I used to like to do. And like when I read comics, I'll have music on. So I'm like, well, why don't we just you know have the whole thing as one you know kind of set. Um, and so, after I started talking to him about it, I started drawing out the storyboard. So I did the storyboarding and the story, um, and the story was kind of I just kind of you know I had an idea of it, and it kept on developing, and it just was longer than a you know one one comic would do. So um, at first we were still just going to do one, but our like this ended up being a lot of people that really kind of fell in love with it. Um, so I decided you know let's try to find a way to keep it keep it rolling, so now we're on issue two or episode two, I uh, you know consider it an episode, Um, and then we're doing the third one that we've committed to and just trying to find a way. We're completely non-comic people, but we're trying to find a way to do this motion co- comic in our own in our own way. And uh, Yeah, it's coming out great, and fans seem to really like it, so it's been kind of a lot of fun to be part of. Uh, a lot of times doing music, you know, nowadays it's really hard to um, create a fan base and all that stuff, and comics is a little more energetic of a fan base People are, you know, really sure their support. And so it's a great kind of
1: community to be part of, definitely. It's fantastic. I had an opportunity to read the first comic, which you guys can um, – we'll make sure that everybody has the website to read the first comic because it's absolutely amazing. Um, the artwork cool. is Thank phenomenal. You. It's phenomenal. It's so different than almost everything I've seen. Um awesome. Now – um, it's 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 absolutely this world as this world. Um, how many hours a day do you write? Out of curiosity, because I'm a writer, so I always like to yeah. get into writers' headspace. So I always like to know what um, tricks of the trade that you guys have.
0: Um, it's, I mean, I it's it's like the comic almost has a music as it's, as its heart and as a musician my, as myself. I spend a lot more time doing the music, which sometimes it's not even needed for the. Um, for the you know comic at the time, but um, the the writing it kind of blends in with the music production because I'll usually um, just be constantly making new music that might or might not work for the series. And um, writing the comic kind of um, luckily the comic too you know you don't have to put in as much content. I mean it's uh um, there's not a lot of narrative behind the uh, it's you know you're kind of more writing a like a screenplay uh, style so. Um, you know, I find it goes pretty fast, and I kind of um, – I've noticed I'm, I'm not a I, – I read a lot, but um, I'm not a writer by, by nature, and I'm, I, I've am always – I used to try, and I'm – you know, so I kind of just decided to try um, with this comic, and – um, but I, I find that I'm getting myself stuck in – it's kind of fun, too. I've read other people, you know, that get into this, but uh, you get yourself stuck mm-hmm. in holes where you're like, well, then how, how the heck am I going to get out of this? And, uh, yeah. and, and that's exactly right. <laughs> You know, I guess you as a writer understand that, and luckily we have a yeah. timetable that people aren't expecting one next month. Kind of let they let us come out with them. You know, it's more like a movie where we're trying to do it's in between a you know comic and a movie. We can't do one every month, but we're trying not to do one. We're trying to do at least to a year, if not more. Um, so we have a lot of time to figure it out. But uh, I wouldn't know what to do if I had to come up with it by next month. I have, you <laughs> know, I'm still trying to ponder. There's a lot of time just pondering and uh. You know, I think that helps, uh, and dreams for me help a lot. Um, not necessarily about the specifics, but about the feel you get. Like if I get a melancholy type of feel from a dream, I mm-hmm. want to add that to the comic. Or if I get um, like a scary moment or something, I'm, I, I want to, that, that kind of drives the, it's the feel from like that kind of stuff that I kind of will add in. And that's another reason why it like take a lot of time. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff comes slowly and you kind of, add it in as you go. But maybe you have to tell me how to get out of this because I don't know as a writer, I'm completely winging it. I've I've only written uh you know, short stories years and years ago and I'm um but the story just kinda seems to come naturally. And you know, it's actually I, I don't want to brag but I, I really like this the way the story's going and I there's this there's stuff coming up. You've maybe seen seen part of it in the it gets kinda weird in the next episode and and I think it's trying to draw on a lot I, of and a lot of kind of strange stuff, and I really want people to get that, and I would love to see it, like, you know, as, as a movie or something like that down the road, uh, because I think there's a lot there in the story, even though I'm I gonna, I don't consider it. I the totally agree
1: with you.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm still learning on the writing. I mean, I, I read some of the dialogue, because I've been comparing our latest episode to the first one, and it kind of makes me cringe. I'm still, like, because that was the first thing I've ever really written, I'm like, I think the second one, we're starting to get more into a zone with everything, you know. So, uh, but yeah, you know, um, I think it's also hard just to read your own writing. I don't know. I've, I haven't done that much, but it's hard to read it, you know, like a year later and go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I, as a musician, I know how that goes. You know, it's kind of, you know, you always kind of, you're your own worst critics. So, you know.
1: Right. And I, I always sometimes. tell you, know you know, you ask me for advice. The only thing, because I'm coming out of my own writer's block, the only way that I can, I always tell people now, is um just try to write something every day, whether it's a journal, and that's good that they're coming in in dreams. Yeah. Um, somebody gave me some really good advice recently. Um, I started journaling, and I was never one. I've tried journaling on and off over the years, and it just didn't work for me. But yeah. I'm finding I was I had writer's block for over a year. I now journal, um, maybe not every day, but I journal enough um, every couple of days. And most, you know, I'm fairly consistent with it now, and I happen for over a month now, um, close to a month, yeah. it works. It gets you out of the block. Yeah, and especially I can, if you I have a dream, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's right. good that you're doing that. So. Um, yeah, I can see that. Me.
0: Um, I mean, it's one of those things I guess it would probably take a while to get used to, you know, because uh, at first it kind of feels like, you know, I mean, well, I guess you kind of get in touch with the style of how to kind of keep your own thoughts and categorize them in the mm-hmm. journal. I, I've always wanted to try that, um, but,
1: yeah, never, never have. That's a good idea. Yeah, even, you know what I used to do, too? Um, I used to keep, um, now I I kind of use my journal as a guide, but I used to keep a notebook with me um, anywhere I went. So if I had an idea, I would just jot it down. But You know, as a musician,
0: so- I do that. Um, yeah. because hey. like, okay. I have certain things like I can go back to drum programming which I can do no matter how I feel you know no matter m- what mood I'm in um, it's a fun thing to do if I can find some time I can drum, program some drums and that will spark a song Or um, and, and uh, also like other other things you can do like that where it's just kind of like if you do it on a daily basis you kind of it's a natural springboard to creativity definitely I can I definitely see that
1: yeah. Um, now I want to ask you, how did you come up with this entire concept of dark moon? When did that come? Um,
0: yeah, you know, sometimes I don't really know. I mean, the, first of all, the idea was, you know, to do a visual slash music concept, but the story, you know, the story came about almost at the same time as the idea for doing something like that. And I was, I was reading a lot of um, theoretical physics, which I don't understand. I'm I can barely do, you know, algebra, or I can't. But um, I like reading about theoretical physics, and um, I think it's really interesting, uh, stuff like that. You know, I mean, even just the theory of relativity and, and quantum physics. So I was just studying this a lot and trying to grasp the concepts of how two particles can be in the same place at the same time, or, um, well, you know, uh, two things can have different spins, um, and um, and how just all the different... How they you know the that way of looking at the world through those different lenses um and it was kind of captivating my uh imagination and eventually you know with all that thought is the idea of that, that that teleportation um is possible um and it's you know not outside of a you know I kind of knew that, but without when going into trying to you know grasp it, then the idea of what if you know where could be teleported that's Crazy and amazing um and uh so that's that's um that's where it came from, and then the kind of characters just kind of developed um I wanted it was, they're from San Francisco in my uh, story, and uh you know that's the area I know, and um it's just you know um they they happened to get caught up in a giant disaster and had to escape um they had to teleport to this place, which they had no idea what they're getting themselves into, but it was better than getting hit by this meteor. Um, and then from there, uh, I'm a, just a huge horror fan, so of course bad things are going to happen to them. It, you know that was <laughs> bound to happen. And also, I like that just the darkness of the whole project. Uh, it's actually not. Um, I mean, it has all the elements of uh, a horror, but also I think it's not. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the new horror, where it's just too much gore, too much blah blah blah. I think it has. I think it has some of those elements that people like in classic horror, of you know where it's more about the story and the action and things bad things happen, and scary things happen, but it's more about, you know, telling a story, and, uh, you know, and, and also, uh, as far as, uh, inspiration, I mean, I, I could, I, you know, it's it's so ro- alien, just kind of alien, and sort of the whole, you know, the alien series just dominates sci-fi horror so well that,
1: mm-hmm. I, you
0: know, that's mm-hmm. definitely, obviously an influence, and it's, it's one of those things you have to constantly battle not to be too much like, and, a. Uh, But I, you know, love sci-fi horror in general. Um, So that that was just kind of the place the story was going to end up. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I was about to say, after reading Dark Moon, um, the first Dark Moon, and then getting, yes, everybody, I got a preview of the second one. Okay. Um, It's very, what I dug about it, it almost reminded me of of Aliens. Like that whole concept of it. Um, right. And what I one. did. Yeah, we're. Yeah. Yeah, it literally... Um, yeah, literally, it just reminded me so much of Alien. It had those um, same traits in that. Um, yeah. That it, it, it was like, oh, this is almost... Bri- this is bringing me back to Alien a little bit. I well, really enjoyed well, I Oh, cool! What
0: I really like about alien, and of course, uh you know the story is good and and um the, the all the uh you know sound, the special effects, but I mean, the alien design by h r Geiger, who did that um that design of the alien is just as a kid or it, it's just this iconic thing that sticks in your brain um and it's just the creepiest thing you know you've seen as a as a kid or just it just um it's one of those images that it just uh it, it, it immediately goes to the, like, the deepest parts of your, you know, just kind of psyche, and um, so I wanted to have an awesome creature like that, but it couldn't look anything like it because the story, it's one of the things is just a few people, you know, and there's not, they're not, um, you know, it's, it has that alien feel where they're kind of getting picked off. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, you know, small group of people and blah, 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 so it sounds like the original alien, so... Um, the alien had to look definitely a lot different and the design that the uh, the guy came up with, I couldn't be more happy because it's an original alien mm. creature and it, it completely gives us a whole different look and also it not being indoors so much, the first one very much outdoors, um, gave us a good start that keeps us kind of separated from a lot of the other stories um, and that's you know one of the interesting things. You don't see a lot of them uh, with the same kind of brew of Different elements, and I really love the creature. I mean, once I saw that creature, I knew it was going to be a, you know, great, great thing to to use. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. When, um, and that's one of the things that struck me. The imagery is beautiful, and especially the creature, it's it's phenomenal. It It's, it's yeah, literally, you know, it just jumps off the page, well, it jumps off the screen at you, um, depending on what device you have, you guys, for motion comics, but um, it literally yeah. jumps at you.
0: You know, um, and it was great for me. Um, the, the artist had never done a comic before. Um, I found mm-hmm. him on DeviantArt, and it, as a, I was given the suggestion by another artist, um, and as a writer, um, I mean, for any writers out there that are, looking for some way to tell their story that's maybe more than the text or, you know, want to get into something different, this was a really cool thing as far as I just approached him um, and said, I really like your art. I just found his art on DeviantArt. Um, and so I really like the style. Would you consider doing the comic? Um, and, you know, one thing led to another, and, we're, you know, we ended up teaming up. Um, and... Uh, it's a great, you know, kind of great way for artists to maybe storyboard, maybe some of the parts of the con, uh, of their story, um, you know, any type of story. You could take um, a couple scenes and have them, you know, created by these amazing, there's so many amazing. I kind of didn't realize until I started looking at DVR how many amazing artists there are in the world. Um mm. and, you know, I kind of lost touch of that. So I'm like, these people are out there. They want to, you know, collaborate and work and, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's just such a—it's a great time to be an artist because of all these connections we can have, and and you know, in some ways, it's tough for artists because, you know, um, you know, I know as a musician, you know, you don't, there's not this mystique about it anymore. So a lot of times, these artists are, um, music artists and everyone else are very affordable, are very, they're willing to work with indies, um, uh, you know, and, and so stuff that I could never do before, um, as a musician or an artist, is possible right now. Um, now, trying to make a billion dollars off it is a lot harder than it used to be, but uh, you know that's the trade-off. Is you can still you can do anything you can dream up nowadays, you know, for a pretty reasonable budget.
1: And that's fabulous. Um, how long did did it take you guys from conception to now to, um, for for the first Dark Moon, and also for the second? I, it's, it, it took um,
0: what that, uh, it took about a year. For us to come out with the first episode. Um and then it, the second one took us about five months. Um part, you know, we're kinda of going slow on purpose because it's really just me and the artist and some of my musician friends are creating the soundtrack. I'm doing a lot of it just to kind of uh, heavy lifting here and there and um so it's kind of like this real you know handmade deal. We don't definitely uh you know don't have like this giant um team of artists uh, um or uh, we now brought in a letterer which was one of our weak spots from our first episode, and I didn't realize it, being not a comic guy, um, and now, you know, having, she's a professional, um, and she's the only person that's ever worked on comics before, but, uh, you know, working with her now, uh, this is also over the internet, but it's, you know, it's so easy to do this. um, It it really adds something to the comic, and it's kind of cool to have a little help there, And uh, because I was kind of uh, making a lot of mistakes as a guy that's never made a comic before, so... But, yeah, it's a, it's a, so it takes a long time, and actually, longer than I thought, I look back at how long we've been working on it, it's like, wow, this is a – I have pretty much, a, you know, been a full-time kind of, I mean, environment type of, you know, thing for for quite a while, so.
1: That's awesome. Speaking of characters in Dark Moon, um, yeah. pretty much, um, because he's kind of very explained to us what Dark Moon's about, Um my the character um that I dig right now is Dante. Can you tell yeah. us of some about the characters um in Dark moon?
0: yeah, so Dante is a scientist uh that grew up in San francisco he's african American he's about mid thirties um he well was working on this teleportation device um so this is a I forgot exactly what the year is, but this is, like, late 21st century. Um, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been – he hasn't found any funding for it. He's just doing his own um, research on this device, so it's in his own facilities. Um, and basically, his character traits, he's a uh, – um, he's kind of stoic. You know, he's kind of quiet stoic. Um, and uh, and he's also, uh, I mean, of course, very uh, intelligent uh, and very um, – I mean, not like a Spock like a Vulcan, but he's kind of more straightforward um very kind of uh, matter of fact um and yeah, so that's that's the kind of the main attitude of his character. he ends up saving all the rest of the, the characters um they're in his area at the time um they're just neighborhood people that didn't have time to gather up anyone they knew and loved um they had to they had you know a matter of minutes to get out of there, and it's just him and a couple you know of his neighborhood um friends and uh you know mm-hmm. people that were nearby that he was able to save that's in the story mm-hmm. so he's kind of their um protector because he's the only one that has any idea how much t- how much time the space have with air um you know um how what are the you know he's the only person that knows how teleportation works so he's the only person with the chance of trying to get them back even though their teleporter you know is broken but he's only the one that would understand this uh the you know the technology, um so he plays a very critical part, they're all pretty much depending on him um and so uh yeah that's that's pretty much the kind of kind of the profile of his character
1: that's great was he based on anybody i mean do you would do you base your characters on people that you know or people that you mm-hmm. see as the at first, I
0: wanted to say like when I first came up with him in the, my mind, I was like. I see this as, like, a Will Smith type of character. Um, But I was watching, uh, and I still think that would be awesome, like, if there was a movie with Will Smith and Dante, like, yay. You know, it would be amazing, of course. Um, But um, I was was kind of looking, and really it's more Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I was watching some old movies, and, like, he is pretty much how I see, like, Dante, very kind of quiet, kind of stoic. um, But, you know, also a guy that, you know, in a lot of his roles, Someone you can trust, um, you know, someone that kind of takes care of business. So, I would see kind of a Lawrence Fishburne type uh, character, and um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the general idea. At first, when I first kind of characterized it, I kind of saw it as a kind of Will Smith like blockbuster type of character, just (laughs) you know, (laughs) just that seemed like a great. But you know, he more is kind of a you know, I see him more a little kind of bigger, stockier type of look anyway, you know. So that's that's the kind of idea.
1: Yeah. When you said Will Smith and I love Will Smith for some reason, no lie, Tom, I just thought you know I thought a Fresh Prince. I I mean you can't oh. help but the thing of Fresh Prince. Yeah, but, I mean he's known oh, yeah. for more than that, but the whole Fresh the whole like Fresh Prince attire like came into my head. yeah, and and a lot of his roles he's
0: just kind of got that bubbly kind of thing that that's not Dante, <laughs> that's not my character. I mean I would love the box office, uh, you know. Um, business, but uh, I mean, but yeah, he's he's probably not the right kind of guy. He's a little too bubbly of a character, and yeah, great actor. Right. Uh, been in some great action movies. I love uh, what's that one? Uh, he's Independence Day. in some Day.
1: great
0: action. Yeah. Yeah, Independence totally Day is great, but it. he's also kind of a goofy, goofy character in that too. Yeah. He's got to be. Got uh, to be. You have to be someone serious. But I always kind of keep. Um, for a lot of the other characters, though, I don't really have actresses, actors in mind. I have the kind of mm-hmm. face. Um, and I had the artist draw up, you know, kind of a profile of each one, but um, it's they're kind of, yeah. I don't have the
1: I, I don't kind of have
0: them dialed in as far as look so specifically. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to mention because I think it's great that he is a person of color because I'm a person of color. Um. And I mean, and what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you do you think that um, there obviously should be do you think that there should be definitely more people in color written, um in Yeah, I, I mean I think it
0: should I think it should always come naturally and it I mean, um, you know, it should be whatever's best for the role. and it, it's kind of I mean I mean I think Hollywood is kind of they're kind of actually warmed up to the whole idea of African American lead characters and um and also a lot more women lead characters and like I like as far as women lead characters for a second I'll come back to the um Ah, hold on, going to call this other Okay. Way. Um, but as far as uh, let me get this other room. Um, there we go. Sorry, but um, as far as female characters, um, like I like the Wreck series of horror movies. Um, I think all of them, or at least, well, at least the last two, have extremely strong female lead characters. And, mm-hmm. You know, for for an action horror movie, um, and it doesn't like it doesn't miss a step. Um and coming back to uh African Americans in, in uh, cinema and, and art, um, I was actually just watching a, a documentary on um George Romero about the making of Night of the Living Dead, which was actually made I forgot the exact year, but this was right during the whole civil rights movement. And you know, he he um they're on a completely indie budget. They're trying to shop this movie to major uh um major, um, you know, publishers and distributors, mm-hmm. and they had they cast an African-American for that role, um, and it was, you know, so controversial at the time. Um, and I liked the way I had watched this actually way after making all my decisions in the story, but watching him, one of the strongest things he did was not bring it up as a subject, kind of, you know. That's kind of, mm-hmm. that's, unintentionally, that's how I did uh, in my comic, too. It never kind of was, you know, this is a black man... Um, in the story, it it it, it just kind of uh, I mean that's that's just who was right for the role. It just so um I think that's that's mm-hmm. kind of uh, at the time too. Like putting him in that main character and kind of just having that happen and not mentioning it or making a thing of it. That's the strongest way to do it, as opposed to kind of going like, you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing because you want to uh, mention like sometimes I want to mention I, I know there's this whole movement about diversity in comics. And I want to mention mm-hmm. that, but I also don't want to trumpet it and be like, you know, hey, this, is, you know, it's because that's, it's kind of a, I think it's stronger to do it naturally and just kind of let people find out. Because really, in the story, he's mostly wearing a mask. So, I mean, you're right. wearing a state suit. So a lot of people might not even know until later in the story. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of this natural thing that kind of occurs. But um, it's, it's one of the things I wouldn't want to do it on purpose like uh, for diversity reasons, that's the hard game to play is you don't want to try to, like some of these commercials you see that have, you know, like kind of a member of every race, um, you know, purposely put in there. That I think is almost more racist than like having, you know, just happen to have all white people or all black people or whatever. So you just kind of mm-hmm. have to uh for me, it was, it, set, it fit the story. It fit the kind of movies I had been watching or the, The feel of the time, Um, a lot of uh, horror movies, I think, in general, kind of give really good roles to people of color. And I think that's, you know, horror movies, the horror industry gets a bad rap, but uh, there's a lot of things they do right, you know, things like that. Like, they have plenty of diversity in a, you know, the female part still has to be kind of worked out with horror movies. They're kind of a little misogynistic, uh, but, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, there's always something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's always I was going to say there's always back and forth and I'm glad that you said that about um diversity. Um if you're going to enter yeah. introduce a character um you know just do it um you know subtle, you know doesn't have yeah. to be any do, reason right to do it. And, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do it on purpose. You know, just purposely I want it to be this. You know, I think I think personally I think as time goes on, because the country is so diversified now, and I think as people get older and people, um, as more writers come along and more create, whether it's writers or directors or producers, yeah, I think the voices are going to get diversified as they go along. This is my personal the, thing.
0: I totally agree because it's the creators that really do it. And for a while yeah. in our whole industry, in all the industries, it was controlled by a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, for better or for worse, it's kind of all blown open where everybody's making comics. and Everyone's making movies and, and music. Um, and so, yeah, that's, if you do it naturally not, you know, now, if you, if everyone just comes natural from their heart and who they want to put in the stories, there should just naturally be more diversity. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I think that that's the big changes in our industry. It's now anyone can make a comic. You know, I have no comic mm-hmm. experience I had. I so funded it. You know the whole idea just kind of uh you know wanted to try it, and it you know it um made it happen, so it's not like I had to answer to anyone and I think that's how a lot of creators feel nowadays you know um is you're completely free and it's a it's a fun thing to be part of right
1: um we are currently live everyone with um Dark Moon Comics' Tom Friedman. If you guys want to call in and ask him a question, feel free to do that at 646-716-5192. And again, that number is 646-716-5192. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm going to ask you, there's another character in particular that I dug um, before we go into Mm -hmm. Dark Moon, before we talk about the second Dark Moon comic. Her name is Sarah. Let's talk about Sarah a little bit.
0: So says kind of um she's a strong uh, lead character a uh, female lead character in the story, but it, as far as the story goes so far um you don't get much from her or any of the other characters um but it, it develops later in the story um one of the things is they're all pretty much dependent on dante at the at this point in the story um he's, they have one weapon and he has it, and they you know they they have these um, spacesuits that they don't understand how they work. They were just put them on, and um, and so they really feel dependent on Dante and Sarah's depending on Dante right now. Everyone is, um, but later in the story, and I like this in a lot of movies I've seen too, um, where um, there'll be a female character that's somewhat dependent at the beginning of the story, and then she's the one that ends up being the the rock or the you know the person that really is able to, to you know finish the deal to make the make the story um you know make make the things happen later on. So that that's kinda I think how Sarah's gonna play out in the story. Um and she's gonna take a much more like right now it's pretty much Dante savings everyone's butt. Um but later mm-hmm. on I'm gonna have you know Sarah really kind of um you know, things get really more out of control and uh you know so she she does more later in the story, um but the yeah the the, the tough thing is I can't see because if I say you know, that's a uh, where, where or when is a complete has to be a mystery still. But uh, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun thing to to kind of tell in slow little bits. So,
1: <laughs> and now we can go into. I want to actually talk to you about the soundtrack now. Before yeah. again, when, this is the last question. Before we get into document two, the soundtrack is electronica. It has some electronica elements. It has some hip hop. Those yeah. themes. Um, what did, I mean, were those always going to be the kind of theme music for these? Or how do you come up with that general concept when you were... Um... Yeah, so,
0: so really Dark Moon was created with the music in mind at first. And a lot of it had been started before the whole story was done or before the art was done. Um, so they really complement each other. Um, my music, as a musician, I've been making music for... I think about 15 years or more, um, and they do a lot of recording and my, it has, uh, my music has kind of a, an ethereal, um, spacey, um, soundtrack like quality, um, that has always kind of been really, you know, would fit well in a sci-fi soundtrack. Um, so eventually, um, you know, I, this comic, the whole thing was kind of decided, it was designed with like, yeah, I have to, you know, I have to use this. And, uh, you know, and 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 use it in the right places. So, so um, the contract was designed, uh, you know, almost at first at the same time. So, um, well, I gotta switch. Um, but, um, but as far as uh, also as far as hip hop and electronic music, I thought um, adding that in, um, I liked adding it in. I knew it would work as a horror, as a juxtaposition to the horror sci-fi story, uh, because horror and sci-fi usually has um, in a lot of cases a cinematic, um, you know, a lot of cinematic music. Um, but I, in, in, uh, you know, in Blade Runner, they, they experimented with some electronica, but not much of a beat. Um, and I thought the two worlds would, uh, kind of like chocolate and peanut butter, you know, um, I know also there's, you know, a lot of people that like hip hop and electronic music, and they like horror and sci-fi, but there's not a lot that combines those two. So, kind of was those things, the one of the things that, I knew it would work, but I didn't know how it would work. I knew I had the music, um, but then once it matched up with the scenes, you know, uh, Benedict Banna, the uh, the artist, uh, he does such amazing art that mm. I always, you know, people just look at his art. And I kind of didn't realize I knew people would like it, but I kind of thought like, oh, it's kind of it's a little swishy. I didn't, you know, it has this painting style to it, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if comic people will like that, but it, but it has this ethereal feel that works great with sci-fi. Um, so that really I think kind of sells the music. Um, and I like the way the the next episode gets um I think we get a little darker with the soundtrack. There's a little less um of the um you know, um a little less electronic music, a little more um ethereal dark kind of uh ambient music. Um and we're also gonna keep changing the music. Um you've seen also the music videos. We have some I, I was really mm. lucky to work with uh, Micah Nine who's a great hip-hop artist on these uh, two tracks, and he captured that feel um, of the comic. I, I really think some of the music tracks, like the music videos, stand out as much as the uh, comic, and that was kind of the goal, is you can kind of take Dark Moon in a different... Uh, you can consume it in different ways. So you can watch the motion comic, which is like this animated version, or you can uh, read the print comic with a CD or the, listen to the music online, or you can watch our music videos... Which really give you a lot of the feel of the comic. Um uh, mm-hmm. but in a whole different form, kinda not telling the story, um you know, it's telling the story in little bits. It's uh, you know, kinda so, um there's a lot of different ways to enjoy Dark Moon comic and combine the music with the art. So you get you get your, you know, kinda choice of how to do it.
1: It's fabulous. I mean the soundtrack is just it's great. Um Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I, know. I think you
0: like the second uh, one too, my um, voice added in some of the music, and we have a lot more coming. uh, And uh, number three is actually going to, really number three's uh, soundtrack is going to be this culmination where I'm really going to get, I'm, I'm, you know, going to get some more mainline, uh, mainstream artists, uh, you know, in on it, kind of still underground, underground mainstream. uh, But it's really going to be this blowout, awesome uh, soundtrack. So uh, I think it's all building into this really cool thing. Nice.
1: It it really is. I'm really enjoying I really I'm really enjoying the comments. Let's start cool. talking about Dark Moon Two, which comes out on May eighteenth. And um
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I happen to have gotten a um early copy of it and I enjoyed it a I even emailed Tom today and said, Oh my God, it's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm really happy
0: with the second one. We've uh, we in, I mean, I was really happy with the first one, but that was the first comic any of us had tried and there was so many complications that you kinda don't mention, you know, to the public, but they things that happen that it was so tough to get the first one out, even even with the way it is. Um but so the second one we had more of a plan and some confidence. Um and so some of the huge improvements are I mean the the whole text, the wording looks a lot better. We we have a professional lettering in the comic, um, and we're actually going to redo number one, kind of do a um, like a remix mm-hmm. of the um, number one with new lettering and a a little adjustment that I now now that I kind of understand how to how to do these. Um, you know, I, I there's a couple things I want to fix. Um, but number two, yeah, and also the the soundtrack I think for number two, we kinda, it kind of it flows. Um, I think it flows um more smoothly. There's there's a couple songs from number one that I really love. Um, and I think there's a couple less like hit songs or songs you could fall in love with in number two, but the whole thing kind of together has all these real strong visceral moments. Um, so, um, so they kind of tie together like that. Um, and uh, so the other thing that we're really, uh, I think really is going to, people are going to really love about number two is the story. Cause number one, um was was mostly a mood piece. It was mostly about giving people that feel of being on stuck on a moon, desolate, um, don't know what to do, kind of paranoid but kind of melancholy and this whole um this this whole range of ethereal and atmospheric feelings and, and um and music. Um and so it was mostly mood and then there's like the you know the aliens are you know attacking and there's there's action but the second one, I think it has more, um, there's so many developments that happen. There's, um, you find out more um, about who are the, you know, this dead alien race that they found there. Um, they, you know, they they, um, they find these, uh, you know, they find all kinds of horrific things in this place that they're hiding. Um, they're, um, there's a lot more kind of action, and there's a lot more to the story, I think. So we kind of have, I think we had the kind of the look and the sound uh, right, and now I think the story kind of, you know, we kind of brought people in with the first one with uh, this is what we could do. Um, and now I think the second one really starts, I think people that, you know, got on board with the first one are going to love the way the story starts to ramp up because I get excited watching it knowing you were, were releasing so much more information about what's going on. And, and soon we're going to have the narrative text in there too to really kind of tell the story and, where what happened to these you know these these aliens and i think that that whole part is really creepy um i actually don't know exactly how i came up with the, um um was one other one was kind of dream things where uh but the how they you know uh how the how these aliens let's say give around is a really kind of spooky thing and how they uh reproduce and all this kind of stuff and we start to mm. uh, we start to unravel some of that and it's kind of a freaky freaky thing especially with the music and uh um, yeah, it's 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 one of the things. If we try to tell it just for the comic and not the music, it it mm-hmm. would just you know it it could be taken uh, so many different ways. But when the music's there, it gives you this. It just sets you immediately mm-hmm. in the mood that we want. So uh, yeah. I mean, I I really think it, it's weird because made Fire, these these motion comics. Um, you know they're 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 in the industry and they're you know people a lot of mainstream people are. Use, they're making their comics now as motion versions there's a lot of awesome people but I think it's still kind of this uh, this kind of hidden secret thing it's you know it's starting to get out there more and more but uh I mean I just love motion comics and uh you know I hope they kind of keep developing I'd love to see like there's uh Clive Barker um did a Books of Blood and uh he you know does some horror comics that are that are pretty awesome and uh um you know I, I think the whole uh that genre is, is really awesome so uh yeah, I think number two will, uh, I think we've kind of dialed in now,
1: so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say to everybody, just, just so you know about the creature, there's more than one now, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets a little crazy. Things get a little crazy and a little hairy, and it does um, literally um, pick up from where um, Comic One does end, so that's all I'm yeah. going to say about the second the second one for now. Guys will just have to. Guys will have to wait for the 18th. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we still, it's ask. crazy. It's still, hmm?
0: Oh, sorry, what were you saying?
1: No, I was going to add, no, go ahead, talk about what you're going to talk about.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just going to say it's crazy because we're still not done. Still, uh, we found the letter, you know, late in the process. And so we're still adding in the words. And, um, you know, I, I know most uh you know, professionals that would do this would be completely done by now, but we're gonna be stressing to the last minute. Uh, I gotta be gone <laughs> for the weekend, so I'm gonna to have to uh, really try to get stuff done tomorrow night or something. But uh, but it's fun. It's fun to be up against the wall like that because uh, I'm a procrastinator by nature. So I mean, as far as writing process, I mean, the writing's kind of done, but the this whole process of creation, um, it, it you know, we've had a lot of time. We've been working on it and keeping a steady rhythm. Mm. But now, um, having that deadline, you know it's just you know we're just finding ways to get stuff done, and it's, it's looking great so but, uh you know, it's kind of fun to have that that deadline there, and you know gets you gets you going a little crazy and you know so
1: do you have any appearances lined up for this, do you because we're hitting comic con season, and you're in, i i did
0: uh well see I went to comic con the San Diego one last year, um and but I didn't have tickets to go in 'cause I I didn't realize I'd be going and they're so hard to get. they the San Diego one is impossible um to get them. and mm. and and like many indie comics I'm on a tight budget so um so what I did though is I stayed I stayed down there with some relatives and I just hung out and it was like one of the coolest things I've done, you know, in the last couple of years. It was a it was a lot of fun out there and I didn't really network much but I had fun and I found this really great place to uh get rum smoothies so i mean that. so it, it all works out i guess you know uh I, I had a good time in downtown san diego that's pretty much it um but besides that we i try to go to some of the comic cons and like um i'm gonna go to probably wizard world um and some of these other uh there's a local big wow comic con i was there handing out yeah. you know stuff and talking to people and uh we try to do some of those um but we're not mm-hmm. I, maybe we're not big enough or we're not, um, you know, don't have enough for sale yet, but I haven't really been doing the convention the convention circuit too much. Uh, I mm-hmm. really like being able to kind of do everything mostly on the advertising on the net, uh, on the internet doing social networking and stuff. So, uh, But I do like going out there just to have fun. Um, it kind of depends on, you know, where it is and, uh, you know, can I get tickets? <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> and my friends want to go. It's more of a fun thing than a. Uh, I don't know if we can really get anything done. So, <laughs> is, but they're all fun. I like the cosplay thing. It's pretty awesome nowadays. A lot different than.
1: <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I think I was in Madhouse that.
0: at San Diego. I was walking behind uh, probably twelve to fifteen Michael Myers. They're all in the suit, and there's I was just a train of them was walking down the street. It was crazy, and uh, just uh, everyone's. Just you know, all out. So it's it's a lot of fun. You know, just to, you can get the casual people down there, and I think comic book people, people are very lucky. You know, industry people are really lucky to have this whole cosplay thing, because uh, you know <laughs> brings in people want to be part of it. People want to check it out. It's just this whole uh, it's this whole rage. And actually, I want to get some co- Dark Moon cosplayers at some point. Um, you know, get the full outfit with the guns and the that's, I'd love to do that, but uh, that's a but you know a thing you know, to like have a budget for it and all that. So, uh, you know, hopefully if we keep going, we'll do a Dark Moon cosplay thing and go down to San Diego or something, run a truck or something like that.
1: Yeah. You should totally do
0: that. You should totally yeah. do that. It's, I mean, that's that's the way to really – I was looking at – the. I was kind of just scouting it out. But, you know, the people that were – the indie comics that were really doing something outside or with their marketing or, you know, out there – they're doing the cosplay, and they have a. You have to really get people's attention. You know, it has to be really special. But you know, if you do it right, it's a. You have an audience of you know two or three hundred thousand people that, you know, you can really uh. You know, there's some some cool. It's just a it's a cool scene. I couldn't believe how many people packed the streets of that place. So. Nice
1: that that San San Diego is crazy. San Diego is crazy. Yeah, it's I I'm nice um,
0: too. I mean. I wouldn't mind I going things. to that. I my friend is California.
1: going. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, my friend's going to Comic Con to share. She got tickets. I'm like, I'm like, live, but we're all living vicariously through her. Like, you know what you need to do. I'm like Penny. You know what you need to do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know downtown San Diego is great. Yeah, it can't go wrong. Nah, it's beautiful. Um, we are going to do something called rapid fire, and I'm going to ask you okay. as many questions as I can in a minute. Now, these can be almost anything, okay? So just so people can okay. know who you are and what you're all about. First thing I'm going to ask your you is you. favorite music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, favorite music? Let's um, say like hip hop. Okay. Favorite music artist? Um, I'm gonna say, ooh, uh, I'm
0: drawing, Hold on. Uh, I was gonna say Mike and Nine because he worked on my music, but I want to say uh, Totally Insane, which I, I got to work with. But yeah, Totally Insane.
1: Okay. And favorite book?
0: Favorite book? Stephen King, Shining.
1: Nice.
0: Favorite food? Favorite ooh, The hot link sandwich. And favorite drink? Oh, hot wings. Okay. And um, Um, favorite drink?
1: Beer, any kind of beer. Any kind of beer,
0: nice. Um, favorite TV show? TV show? Um, um, I'm kind of digging The Strain. I'm hoping that gets that gets good in the second season, so I'll say Strain.
1: (laughs) And favorite movie? Favorite movie,
0: um, right now I got to say Mad Max, that new Mad Max, but it's probably not my favorite ever, but it was an amazing movie in the theater, awesome movie.
1: Nice. I could see that still. And finally, favorite comic. Favorite comic, oh, God, for long, for all
0: time's sake, I would have to say Batman. It's so dark. It's just so dark. I never want my comic to be that dark and brooding, but, uh. But it's awesome. As a kid, I don't know. Some, as I think as a dark, as a confused teenager, it's like the kind of stuff you need. So it's a, you know, i got to go with Batman.
1: And I just want to say, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. And where can everybody purchase um, your books, your comics?
0: Yeah, check out um, com, And it's got everything right there. It'll link you to, to everything you need pretty much.
1: Nice. And can we get you on Twitter? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Facebook account? Or
0: yeah, yeah, we got Twitter uh, backslash uh, Dark Moon Comic and uh, Facebook slash slash. Either I don't forget which way the slash goes, but Dark Moon Comic, pretty much Dark Moon Comic, uh, one word. Um, we'll get you on any of the. Uh, we're on Instagram too. Um, just search for Dark Moon Comic, oh. and you'll definitely find us.
1: Nice. You guys can um, find me. Um, We're going to wrap things up here. Um, You can find me on my personal Twitter account at Bed of Roses 2001. Um, You can find me also on the Vixen Geeks um, Twitter account, which is still called The Indie Geek. Um, And you can find me on my personal Facebook page at Michelle Villery as well as my author page at Ty Langston. And I just want to say, everyone, thank you so much. Um, Thanks, Tom, again for joining us um, for our first edition Oh, any time, any time you better come back. Oh. definitely. And and um you can join us for um the debut edition of the Vixen Geek. I'm Michelle and you guys have a great night. All right, thanks,
0: Michelle. Mm-hmm. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?